0: Oh man, what a stretch it has been if you are a college sports junkie like I am and like I know many of you are. I'm Pete Mundo, by the way. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Heartland College Sports is uh, the website where you can find us covering the Big 12 Conference. But of course, when you get these kinds of uh, news cycles that impact every conference in some way, shape or form, we're here, we're covering it because in the end, there's always a Big 12 element. And right now for the Big 12, this league is sitting pretty, knowing that the Pac-12 is, I believe, highly likely on the verge of implosion. That's what I believe, and I've thought that for a long time. Now, each passing day, some of you may be sitting there and saying, Pete, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And with every day that passes the Pac-12 does not get rated. you may think that I look worse. I don't think so. I think each passing day the Pac-12 doesn't have a TV deal makes me look like I'm going to be right about this. Like the Pac-12 is going to implode. And the headline of this video is who's going to be the villain? Who's going to be the bad guy in the ultimate implosion of the Pac-12 conference? And I bring this up because there's been a lot of reports over the last couple of days, a lot of different people floating things out there about where the Pac-12 is, where the Big 12 is, who's going to take over, who's going to take charge. But one of the most compelling pieces, and I'll get to the team-by-team stuff here coming up in a second, but one of the most compelling pieces came from Brett McMurphy. He was on with our friends over at Sikkim 365 last week. And you may have seen our story where he came out and he said that Oregon and Washington have been vetted and cleared to join the big Tw- uh, the pa- the big 10, excuse me, the big 10. <laughs> Don't want to get all these conferences mixed up. Oregon and Washington vetted and cleared to join the Big 10. And I'll get to that. But to me, the more compelling or just as compelling part is when Brett McMurphy said what nobody has been willing to say. And nobody has been willing to admit. We've talked about it on this show. But one thing he said, Brett McMurphy told Sikkim 365, I'm told that the Big Ten and Fox do not want to have blood on their hands for being the reason the Pac-12 blew up. In a way, they're sitting back and waiting to see what happens with Colorado and Arizona. If they leave for the Big 12, that opens the floodgates. What does that mean? That means that the Big Ten, who started all of this, at least last summer, is waiting for the Big 12 to poach Colorado and or Arizona. And then the Big Ten and Fox can go get Oregon and can go get Washington. And they don't look like the ultimate bad guys here. They don't look like the ones who basically blew up the Pac-12. The Big 12 will get the blame The Pac-12 media lackeys will carry the water and blame the Big 12 because they don't like the Big 12 anyway. They think the Big 12 is this like um, inferior uh, inferior uh, inferior conference, I should say, with inferiority complex. That's a tongue twister. Try that one 10 times in a row. Inferior conference with inferiority complex. That's what they believe. So the media is going to carry that water, and then they'll be the ones who will go out there and say, see, the Big 12, bunch of bad guys there, Uh, they were almost destroyed, and look what they did. They put the nail in the coffin of the Pac-12. And you and I know that's not true. For the last 15 years, the Big 12 has been in survival mode. The Big 12 is the one that's been poached from by the SEC, by the Big Ten, by the then Pac-10, now Pac-12. They've been on the receiving end of all this. And for the first time, frankly, ever, the Big 12 is not in that position. The Big 12 is in the position to sit back and see what their options are going to be and see what they can do for the well-being of their conference. They're in a position of superiority instead of inferiority which is where they've been for a large part of their lifespan, especially the last 15 years. So if the Big 12 does end up landing Colorado, Arizona, whatever, the Pac-12's done. I mean, the Pac-12 may continue on as a glorified Mountain West, but the Pac-12 is done. And then the Big 10 can go in and could scoop up Oregon, could scoop up Washington. Maybe they want a Stanford for the academics. I don't know, but they've got all the options and they won't get the blame. And Brett McMurphy saying that in his interview with Sikkim 365 last week was so telling to me because it stated what we all knew to be the case and what I've speculated for a very long time on this show, which is that the reason we've stalled out on conference realignment is nobody wants to be the bad guy here. Nobody wants to be the one that gets the blame. I don't think it should matter. Frankly, I don't think Brett Yormark really cares about that. I, I really don't. And I don't think he should. But there are people that will, especially the Big Ten, because you know, last year they poached USC and UCLA. And now they want, they need more teams out west. You can't just take those two. You gotta have a couple more and create a four-team pot at the very least. It makes all the sense in the world for Oregon and Washington to join them, but they just don't want to look like the bad guys. That's just the reality. So uh, as, as Rodney notes on our YouTube live page, the Big 12 is going to get blamed unjustly. I agree with that, Rodney, sad to say, but I do agree with that. So that's why Brett Yormark should not care one bit. They should not care at all what happens, and how this plays out, and who the media is going to point the finger at. Are you telling me Brett Yormark's losing sleep over what Stu Mandel is tweeting out from his you know, uh, apartment in Los Angeles? Come on, who, who gives a rip about that? I don't. Brett Yormark certainly shouldn't by any stretch of the imagination. So if the Big Ten wants to worry about that, so be it. It should not impact the Big 12 one bit. I don't want it to at all. You should not worry about it one bit. And I hope that the Big 12 doesn't either. So now for the teams, Oregon, Washington, vetted and cleared by the Big 10. That means that basically if there's a perfect moment for those two teams to jump to the Big 10, they've already been basically internally approved is how I read that. Vetted and cleared to join the Big 10. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of basically saying, is the Pac-12 TV deal so soft that those two teams want to leave. Frankly, they should want to leave no matter what, right? If Oregon and Washington are looking at 25 to 30 mil, that's probably on the high end right now. If they're looking at 25 to 30 mil per team, the Big 12 is going to be getting about 32 million per team. I don't see how the Pac-12 hits that number, but let's be generous and say they get 25 to 30. Why would Oregon sign that if the Big 10 wants to have them I'd probably double that when all is said and done. If you're Oregon, why would you sign that? If you're Washington, why would you sign that? What is your incentive to sign that deal? To jump on board with a Pac-12 contract that's going to be short-term probably and is going to be eventually half the money of the Big Ten. If the Big Ten has vetted and cleared you, which McMurphy reported they had, why would you bother? Unless you just say to yourself, hey, Five years in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Um, let's get through this next deal. 2030 is right around the corner. And then we'll you know jump when the getting is good. We'll jump when the getting is better. It's a short-term deal. It bridges the gap. We can own this league for the next few years and go from there. Maybe that's how you think if you're Oregon. But in the meantime, you're leaving potentially tens of millions of dollars on the table. So that doesn't make an ounce of sense from an Oregon or Washington perspective, to sit there and take that and accept that and just think that that's how it's going to be and that everything is good, everything's hunky-dory, and it makes all the sense in the world to sign this contract. It doesn't make all the sense in the world to sign this contract. The only teams that are going to be incentivized to sign whatever George Kliakoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, is able to get, the only people that are going to be incentivized by that are those who have nowhere to go. Washington State, Cal, Oregon State, Stanford. Those are the four that come to mind. And maybe Utah. I mean, screw Utah. Seriously. That fan base is nuts. I'm still a proponent of the four corners, and I'll get to it coming up. But my goodness, I have never seen a more delusional fan base in my life than the Utah Utes fan base. I, I had no opinion of Utah. No reason to have an opinion of Utah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, you know, seemed like they actually were a pretty good Big 12 fit in terms of culturally speaking. But maybe it's just the Twitter fan base. Maybe like everything else in life, Twitter isn't real life. And the people on Twitter are just nut jobs because that's what Twitter is. By the way, follow us at heartland (laughs) underscore CS. But you get where I'm going here, right? I don't know. It just Utah fans have been crazy, crazy about this realignment stuff and very arrogant. But outside of them, the Arizona schools are fits for the Big 12. Colorado, I've been a proponent of for a, over a year at this point. I've been writing for a year about Colorado coming home to the Big 12, and I've gotten so much garbage and so much crap for it, but I think a lot of you are starting to come around on this because it's a natural fit. You're going to bring back some rivalries. You're going to see some familiar faces. It all makes sense for Colorado to be back in the Big 12. So uh, that's where we stand right now in terms of Oregon, Washington. They seem to hold the keys, but there's been a lot of other reports out there. Um, As I just noted, it looks like the Big 12's preferred preferred teams remain the four-corner schools. Who does that mean? Arizona, Arizona State, um, Colorado, and Utah. Those are the ones that apparently are at the top of the list. And once again, that's something that you got to look at and say, okay, I get why. Why would you go for San Diego State? I know they got a nice basketball program, but why would you go for San Diego State if you can have legitimate Power 5 teams? Even though I think the Pac-12 is not... Uh, the Big 12, it's clearly the worst of the Power 5 conferences. They're still Power 5. San Diego State's going to take some time. Great, awesome run in basketball, love that. But if I get the four corners, you might be able to talk to me into dropping Utah and adding San Diego State, just out of spite. <laughs> but I still like the idea of the Utah football program. I know Brett Yormark has this vision for the you know SEC version of basketball meaning the best basketball conference in the country by a mile. And I can admire that. I know he's a basketball guy. I know he wants to go coast to coast. So you could maybe talk me into dropping Utah, adding San Diego State with the Arizona schools in Colorado. You could maybe talk me into that. However, Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger says the Big 12's game plan is and has been targeting the four corner schools from the Pac-12. He said here in a report on Monday... Uh, Big 12 leaders discussed a lot of expansion targets, four of them residing in the Pac-12, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Other targets are from a variety of leagues. He notes San Diego State and UNLV. UNLV getting targeted potentially by the Big 12, or at least being on the long list. That's interesting. And that could be a play for Vegas. I don't think it's a bad play. It's kind of like the Pac-12 saying, we want to get into Dallas. That's a big 12 country. The Pac-12 is, you know, doing more and more in Vegas. They can't do anything in L.A. They don't even have a team in L.A. anymore. They can't. I mean, they're a laughing stock in L.A., so Vegas makes sense. But that's that's a compelling play. Now, you know, UNLV football, I think, is hot trash last I checked. And uh, basketball was nice 30 years ago, but it's been a bit. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I like the idea of tweaking the Pac-12 even more. Um, UConn, independent in football, Big East in basketball, and Memphis from the American. And then there's Colorado State, SMU, Fresno, but they're further down the list. The UConn thing we've talked about, we've touched on before. If you're going to go for the super conference in basketball and you're going to say, screw it, we're going to create the best basketball conference in America, we'll have some basketball schools, we'll have some football schools, and everybody's going to live hunky-dory. And then by 2030, what the Big 12 could do is they could peel off the basketball, peel off the football, sell them separately instead of packaging them together. That is not the worst play. That makes some sense if you're Brett Yormark in the Big 12 and you're a visionary for the future of college sports. I get that. Um, so I'm I'm warming up to that. I'm not sure about you, but I'm warming up to that idea of saying, you know what, let's actually contemplate this. Let's actually see if we can make it work. The logistics, I think, become a little more difficult if you're going San Diego State to UConn <laughs> with a lot in between. But I, I do think that thinking outside the box and putting yourself in a unique perspective as the clear number one in college basketball does make sense. And you add Arizona, I mean, to a conference that has Kansas and Baylor and, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on, Kansas State at this point, um, you're going to have yourself a heck of a league is what you're going to have, and a well-deserved heck of a league, by the way. Let's be honest. It's going to be a lot of fun. So the fact that the the Big 12 is still targeting those same four schools means to me that your Yormark is just sitting here playing a waiting game. He's sitting here saying to himself, when does the other shoe drop? And there are people that I spoke to who thought the other shoe was going to drop in March. And then it got delayed and it got delayed and it got delayed a little bit more, but I believe we're in a window here. We're in mid May right now. Hope you all had a great mother's day, by the way, celebrating your spouse or your own mother. Um, We're in mid-May right now, and I think we've got six weeks. Six weeks, why? Well, here's a compelling reason. San Diego State's buyout from the Mountain West is $17 million. It triples on July 1. There's your timeline. We will know, I believe, what the next 10 years of college sports will look like in the next six weeks. That's what I see happening. That's what I envision happening from here on out. So, That's where I would ask you, if you are a fan of this show, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well, and the podcast, by the way. Uh, If you're not on the podcast, I just reached into my bucket here. I've got another 100 koozies I just had to order. Leave us a rating and a review, and you'll get a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. When you leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So get a hold of that. I got a 100 new ones I just got shipped in here. And it helps us market this show, by the way. We don't have some multi-million dollar marketing budget, but now we reach a million college sports fans every month. And that's because of you through our website, through our YouTube channel, through our podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, But if you're a college sports fan, the next six weeks could very well define the next 10 to 15 years. Because there's another wild card in all this, if you haven't seen. And the other wild card is the ACC. The ACC has had a bonkers few hours, couple of days, really. So, according to uh, Brett McMurphy, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the magnificent seven ACC schools. They're calling themselves who have met in the last several months with lawyers looking at the ACC's grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable it is. So the ACC has this apparently ironclad grant of rights that is good through like 2036. Well, it's a crap deal. It doesn't pay anything. Pays like $17 million a year. It's just it's a garbage deal. It pays them absolutely nothing. So the big-time football schools, they want out. Like, they want no part of this. They want to be done. They want to be out. They don't want anything to do with the ACC anymore because they know that the money in the other conferences is going to make them irrelevant. Schools like Florida State and Clemson, who are football-first schools and throw in Miami as well, they need to be on par with the SEC and the Big Ten. They want to be close to it, and they're not going to be for many years. So now they've got hotshot attorneys trying to look at this grant of rights deal and say, okay, can we get out of this? Can we finagle our way out of this? And this could be an opportunity right now for the Big 12. I'm not suggesting that Miami is going to jump on board and join the Big 12 tomorrow. That is in no way what I'm saying. I would like it. I'd take it. I'd say, let's have some fun and let's do it. But that is in no way what I'm suggesting right now. I'm just simply saying the Big 12 can take a step back, can watch this thing from afar, and can say, you know what? We've got options here. We've got leverage here. Sure, Florida State and Clemson probably want to be in the SEC. But frankly, at some point, the SEC has to take a step back, right, and say, we've got 16 teams. Somebody has to suck. Like, it's really that simple. Somebody has to blow in this league. And I'm not convinced who it is right now outside of, uh, you know, Vanderbilt. I don't know who it is. So I think the SEC should be pretty content at 16. I would say the Big Ten may have room for one or two more if they want to get into SEC country. That would be appealing for them. But the Big 12 might be sitting there and saying, hey, Virginia Tech, you want to come into the Big 12? You get the backyard brawl. You got West Virginia right there as a travel partner. You want to come in if we got more money for you? you Get a built-in rival right out of the gates? You know, I mean, uh, Clemson and Florida State, uh, I mean, those are dreams for the Big 12. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I feel great about that happening. But holy cow. Um, you look at some of these others, they're not bad consolation prizes. And what it does is it solidifies the Big 12 as an upper echelon league, as a top three league, because I don't think we're going to be talking about power five in a decade. I I firmly believe that a power five won't exist. When you and I sit here and mention power five, what's that going to mean? You know, when our kids get older and I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So like when they're in high school and we're sitting around watching a college football game on a Saturday, I'm going to say, ah, the days of the power five, they're going to be like, dad, what are you talking about? There's only a power three. And trust me, I've trained them properly i've got a four year old and a two year old that can sing the college game day tunes so we're, we're doing just fine they're 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 well trained on you know being college football fans. but in all seriousness, i don't think we're looking at a power five down the road I, I don't see how we're looking at it. so this is changing very quickly, and the next six weeks are going to Make all the difference, and thank you for correcting me on YouTube Live. I said backyard brawl, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Um, Obviously, thinking West Virginia Pitt, that would be the Black Diamond Trophy. So, thank you for that. Uh, Browns and beers, I love that YouTube name. So well done there by you. Very good job. Uh, What else do we have here? Let's see some of your comments on YouTube Live. If I'm your mark, I'm not helping the ACC. This is from Blake. Unless we get at least one premier brand. I don't see the upside of getting all the bottom dweller teams. We should help lure a couple of premier brands to even the field. Well, who do you want, Blake? I mean, I think the four corners are solid brands. And I don't think the Big 12 is in a spot to be beggars. But I, I do think in the right situation, you look where you have to go. You look and you, you, know, you do what makes the most amount of sense. Also, Chris, Larry, Scott, and George Kliokov are at fault for the terrible Pac-12 network, not getting a deal and not taking Big 12 teams two years ago. That is spot on. The Big 12 was so vulnerable. There were teams that were begging to go out west, and the Big 12, uh, thankfully, I'm grateful for it, the Big 12 was able to keep itself together, keep itself in check. I love that for this league as somebody who covers this league, but the Pac-12 had an opportunity to crush the Big 12. It didn't do it and now it looks like it may have come back to bite them. That's absolutely true. Uh, Rob says, Pete, we keep talking about the Big 12 getting $32 million, but remember it's actually fifty million for total payout before the college football playoff. Uh, yes, no, you, you're right. I mean, you factor in some of the Tier 2, Tier 3 rights. You're right about that. It's more. That's the payout, just the base payout from the conference, which is what I'm comparing everything to here. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people want to tweak Utah. Pete, Utah will never get asked to come. Forget Utah. A lot of anti Utah folks. If Utah doesn't want to come to the Big 12, let them go. We don't need them. Okay. You know, if Utah does ever come, there is not a lot of love lost between Utah fans and Pac 12 fans. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) No way. No way. No how. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you guys are great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on the show. Subscribe to this channel. We've got a ton of, I mean, we're Big 12 focused first and foremost, but we will have all the conference realignment news here. The next six weeks are going to define everything. If you're on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, hit five stars. It helps this show grow and leave us a rating and review and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie. When you do that, just send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And hop on our free message boards. Final plug at heartlandcollegesports.com. Our free message boards are up. We want to interact with you. We want to build up that uh, Big 12 community from the ground up. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And have a great day. We'll have much more content coming your way at Heartland College Sports. Have a great night.